What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? With your boy, the unstoppable, the inexorable, Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house with a friend of mine I met on an awesome project. <laughs> and I say awesome, it's because we got to meet such a great group of people. And I'm going to introduce her in a second. But before I do that, I want to thank you for showing up to these shows, supporting me and my movement, and also all the stuff that I get into. And uh, you know, it means the world to me. But I promise you that if you continue to show up, you continue to engage, you will be elevated. That's my mission. All people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And I want to continue to bring that to you by the stuff that I get into, but also the guests. Like today's guest, Lillian Victoria. She is a high-performance coach with 15 years of entertainment experience. She helps entrepreneurs around the world see a clear path to their goals in life, turn their ideas into reality, maximize their revenue potential by activating their human potential, and set a secure foundation to live a happy, healthy, and prosperous prosperous, I'm sorry, lifestyle with a step-by-step proven blueprint. Oh, crap. You even use blueprint in your bio to create (laughs) your paradigm shift. You know, look, there's a reason that I named this company that we're just putting out the platform blueprinted because I heard blueprint over and over, whether it was Clubhouse, whether it was other... I heard blueprint over and I'm like, I'm naming this company blueprinted. So anyway, Lillian, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and reading the bio. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I just, uh, we were talking about blueprinted and, and, and I, I was like, you definitely have a blueprint in you and then it's in your bio. So I just proved my point. Anyway, I got to keep the tradition alive. Lillian, we ask the question when we start the show every time, what are you made of? You know, that's a really good question. I was looking at your background. I would say I was made out of a lot of pain and a lot of persistence in a, in a whole lot of dream. I love it. I love it. And so we're going to dig because I know some of your story just from talking to you when we were in Miami. And uh, I'm you know excited to share this because it's going to impact people. So let's take me back to when you were a kid. Like, take me back. Like, how, what kind of childhood did you have growing up? And, you know, let's start there. Raised by a single mom, never had a dad, you know, lived in a motel. Uh, always, it was never stable. And we were on government support. So when I say a lot of pain, there was a lot of pain there because for any children, you know, you need the parents, you need the love. But my mom was emotionally and physically unavailable, right? And there, and that, I always say we're so blessed today because we have this thing called Google. You could Google all the information, self-help. There's so much resources out there. Back in the days, we didn't have that. So I understand my mom did the best that she could. But for a child, there was a lot of pain, right? But it only made me stronger. Back then, you don't know. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Where was that? So I was born in Los Angeles. In LA, okay. 
Well, my parents got divorced. I went back to Taiwan. I'm a U.S. citizen, and the laws over there is I can't、um, become Taiwanese at the time because of、uh, my dad's not Taiwanese. He's also here, so we were there for a little bit. And even when we're in Taiwan, we were still in like we were still in the poverty line. And、this is this is mind blowing, by the way, because usually people that come out from the states, you're very high educated, you have everything, which my mom mom did. You know, when she came out from Taiwan, she had went to college, which is a big deal back in the days. Got into tofu, come out here, you know, married well. But then when the parents got divorced, it's like she didn't know how to manage it. She went from this wealthy family, highly educated housewife, to losing it all. So we were in Taiwan, and then I came back in high school. And even when we came back, it was almost it was I was kicked out by the country because I'm not a, I'm not a town I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> so we came back here, and in high school I lived in a motel. Yeah, so I started to work、wow. at a very young age. And and how many kids were there? It was me and my brother. So there's two. Two of you. Okay, gotcha. And then so、uh, then when did the story change where you took control of your life and said, you know what, I'm not going to live like this. Like when did that start? When I was thirty-five, so thirty-five. Yeah. So, what did you do when you first started working? Oh, I've worked in film. My very first job, you know, or like just whatever job, retail, you know, working at restaurants, waitress, like all that. I've done all that. But as a career, when I first came out, I started off in film media. So, started my career with Ice Cube at Cube Vision. MTV networks and did a bunch of movies and became an executive. And at that time, the beauty of me growing up in Asia is I'm bilingual. So when the China market came up, you know, there was a flood of Chinese money in all areas, especially in the movie world. I was able to rise that rank really fast. Now, so so how did you get a job in, with with Ice Cube's company? Oh, it's easy, just internship. Okay, so that's where you started internship, and then yeah, that's what that's what I've learned. Like. I had no nepotism in the business. Everyone thought I was crazy. And by the way, I got into the business with a very simple idea. I really believed this is where the desire piece comes in. I really believed if I worked really hard, I would get my name on a movie, and my dad would find me. Remember, YouTube was not like how it is. Internet is、yeah. not like how it is today. Email was a new thing when I was going through that.、So、yeah, yeah. It was very, very different, and it was very simple because I've been a hard worker since I need. I always need to depend on myself. So I thought working really, really, really hard is going to get me there. Which now I proved it's not about working hard. It's about working smart, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then take me through that. Like you worked there, you worked your way up. But did you ever get into like you wanted to be on actually on the screen or what was your dream? My dream at the time was more producing, but honestly, I feel like I lived a dub- double life. So I got myself working on big projects, and I even got myself to China. You know, even though I'm Chinese, grew up in Taiwan, I've never been to China at the time. That's a it's a,、mm-hmm. you understand the politics is two complete different dynamics. I just went there because we heard. That he may be in Shanghai, so you know what I was doing, working on the movies. I was networking on the back end to the police stations to get into the big computer to find him, and I couldn't find him in Asia. I did find him through Ancestry.com, and that's oh, you did. He's actually back in the states. Yeah, I did. Oh,、uh, how how old were you when that happened? Oh, that happened when I was probably early thirties, thirty, thirty one, thirty two. And what was the point? 
So wait a minute, but, but what was the point of searching for him? I have an idea, but like, what was your point of searching for him? What was going through your mind? Like, if I find him, then what happens? Like, what was the... You know, I just want an answer because my memory with my dad was so good. Like, I... That's why the, the whole divorce, when they went through their separates, it's so... It was very traumatic for a kid because mm -hmm. they did a really good job never finding in front of the kids. So I have no memory of that. My dad was very good to me. So I was a daddy's little girl. And one day he packed up, he left. He told me he was going to see me. I was going to see him in a year. And that year turns like never. How old were you? I was six. Six years old. And then, then you never saw him again after that? No, nope, never. So that became my, my, my thing, you know? Yeah. I grew up watching a lot of movies. And for girls, we watch princess movies. So it's the happily ever after. And I just want to know why he he left because I just it doesn't make any sense to me. And I've heard my mom's side of the story, but I think as an adult, you want to hear both sides. So it's for me, it's a healing process. Mm -hmm. right? And even now, more so because I'm a mom now, you know, I would never leave my son. Mm -hmm. So I always want to just find out would I have a relationship? I don't know, but I do want to I do want to make peace with it. Because I, it's hard for me to believe, you know, someone would just leave their his own blood behind, so cold blooded, and we have no idea why. Does that make sense? So there is. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense because uh, you know, I've been through some of this kind of stuff myself, and gone through all the thoughts that go through your head, and then rekindling, and then finding out again that the same thing happens, it like repeats itself even after I rekindled it. And my kids got to meet my dad. And then again, they don't know who he is now because of, you know, so yeah, I've been through that, man. And uh, yeah, I don't know a lot of the answers to it. I just, you know, I think that I've just thrown in the towel and I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm just going to roll on. And, and yeah, so I feel you, man. I, I feel you with that. So did you ever get to see him again after you found him? No, like, I was going through. So I found him on the database. Um, I didn't write him a physical mail. It got returned back. <laughs> so I don't know. I was going through too much of my personal life to be able to carry on because then what happened was, you know, when I realized later on, I wanted to figure I want to figure that out and get answers because I it created an abandonment issue and it created my self-esteem problem, my self-image, my everything. Right. So I didn't go back to him because yet not to say I won't because I still plan to because I was going through a tough time in my last marriage, right? And I don't have a bandwidth to do everything, like running a company at the time, being in a, in a marriage that was extremely, it was like turmoil, and then also have a toddler. So I just made the decision that that has to be put on hold. Yeah. What's that? That had to be put on hold. You're looking for that. Okay, gotcha. And so uh, growing up with that then and and dealing with some of that stuff like was there what you said there was a turning point you mentioned that before i cut you off rudely earlier <laughs> so what was the turning point 35 when i went through my divorce when okay. i when i realized that i lost that sense of desire and entertainment before my my purpose and desire was to live for my dad yeah i lost that when i lost everything i built when i lost my marriage and when i was embarking my new journey as a single mom and I was living in so much fear, like it paralyzed me and I, it was all in my mind. And the turning point was, what is my purpose in life? Who am I? 
you know, for a long time, my identity was the projects that I was working, it was the company that I was working, it was my status quo in the entertainment business, you know, and I had no idea who I, who I was, right? Like, I didn't even have a purpose. That's when the defining moment came. And that's when I realized that things have to change because I think it was just me. I would probably take my time, but I do have a kid. And my son at the time was only four years old. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of urgency. I had so much childhood trauma, just the idea for him to, if he goes through what I went through, which by the way, he would never, it's just that I had those memories in my imagination and just all came out and I got I scared myself. And that's when I made a, a dramatic change and started look at, okay, so what do I want to do? You know, if tomorrow's my last day, who do I want, want to be member as? What is my legacy? What is my purpose? What's going to inspire me? And the beautiful thing about rising in uh, film and when it happened very quickly, I've experienced one time the, the, the rise, right? Because I had a purpose. So because mm -hmm. I've experienced that and I remember that feeling, I knew that having a purpose was really important. Yeah. And having that courage to be vulnerable, to say, hey, I really, to say, this is not who I want to be. This is who I, not who I am. And I'm tired of being this person for someone else, which is me to, to uh, caring too much about other people's opinion. Yeah, that's a big that's one. Uh, yeah, I like that. So what, when you were going through your rock bottom, like what kind of things were you experiencing? Oh my gosh, I was in depression. I went to the outpatient therapy would give me so much drugs like Xanax, Lexipro. What's that other one? There's Prozac. Another. Prozac. Um, yeah, Prozac. Yeah. Just to, you know, get me to go by my whole body. I was always sick. My whole body would constantly break down because of all the stress and pressure that I had. But, you know, to be honest with you, to looking back, the core problem with all that it's so deep rooted. It's just that my self image, how I see myself, right? And all that was, was not nurtured when I was young. It was taken away when I was young. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a mo mother and father figure. So I had to learn everything. And that's when, that's when I was really looking for help. And, and the huge transition was, you know, I still remember why 35 was a pivotal point. Because before, when I think about personal development and investing in myself, I think about therapy. And I was going to therapy for years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's great at the beginning. I understood why I'm feeling this way, who I am. But the thing is, I, I still feel stuck after going to therapy, paying $200 a session once or twice a week, like two, three years straight, nonstop. Right. And I was like, I need to move forward. And that's when I discovered this coaching thing. Like, it's still like, wows me because before that point when i was in i was introduced i had no idea that world even existed yeah <laughs> but that was that was a turning point the point is you know the past does not identify my future i actually create my future and it starts with me right now because no one's gonna do it for me no one especially at that time when my ex-husband left i felt so alone because i didn't even have any family here and when you have a little one that's dependent on you, and it's like that sense of urgency, that desire, that ambition, that everything just like gets lit up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think like, I'm not, not speaking directly specifically to your situation, but it could be. You had this fear inside of you of abandonment and leaving, and then that's what you end up getting. 
I don't know if that's what you experienced with your husband, your ex-husband. You had this fear all the time. Like, you know, my dad did it. He's going to leave some point. Like, when's, and you're just thinking about that all the time. I, I don't know if you experienced that or not, but you generally get what you think about all the time. 100%. So right? back then I didn't have the awareness, you know, how this, how this whole thing works. When I was younger in my 20s, I just thought, I literally believed guys would just always leave. And, and I was okay with that. So I was so career driven. I was that career driven girl, right? And then there was another turning point when I became Christian and then started to study the Bible. And I was like, okay, a marriage, two people are supposed to yoke together. So I went that path. But what I didn't like learn in all this process is that deep rooted thinking and belief that was instilled. Mm-hmm. Right? And yep. when you don't have the awareness and you don't understand, then what are you thinking? Right. I, yep. I got married when I was 29, 30. The main, re- even though my intuition was like, oh, this is probably not the right one. But I got married because, you know, in my belief in the world I grew up in is if I don't get married, I'm too old. Now I think about it, I'm like, I, I'm 30. Like, come on. Right. But then I was like, okay, I'm too old. I should just get married. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like time. it, It was more of a timing thing. And then even after marriage, right, that that walking on a shell feeling will still be there as yeah. I leave any time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I manifested that if I had, if I had taken a step back, if I had learned everything with all this awareness that happens in the mind internal, you know, first of all, I would be a more confident person. I'm making my own decisions because even walking in the marriage, what happened was I talked myself out of these decisions. You know, I was worried about what people were going to think, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting old. You know, I have friends um, in Asia that really care about me. And they're like, you know, why don't you get married and settle down? I have my mom constantly telling me that I'm getting old. I have to get married. But looking back, you know, a really strong, confident person wouldn't care about what other people think. Because this is yeah. my life. Yep. I yep. live on my terms. And that's, that's a change when I hit my rock bottom 35 and I always feel like it's such a blessing because unless you lose everything for me, at least when I lost everything and you have nothing more to lose anymore, my narrative was then, then I could only rebuild. And that's what I did. Yeah. And so where are you now with everything? Good. I'm in a, I'm in a very happy relationship. (laughs) He's also a single dad. He's very, very good to me. I live in a beautiful house that I really took a lot of persistence and courage to manifest, to buy. Because at that time, you know, everyone was telling me, you should just go get a job, just rent a place, don't put so much pressure on yourself. It's COVID, you know, a lot of fear, right? And I was like, no, this is what I want to do because childhood, my childhood was really important. The, the one time in my whole life when I felt very safe was when I lived with my whole family in a house, in a big house. This is when my dad was there. And after yeah. that divorce, it was like, it was never steady. So yeah. for me, my desire as being a mom, is, there's a few things. I want to be better for myself. That's number one. Because when I'm better, my son is going to be raised in a very healthy, happy environment. 
right? I want to provide stability. So that being said, for me, I really believe when you have a house where we could call home, you go to a good school district, he has his room, he has a safety net, that's going to do so much. Because there's one whole 2000, 2018 19, 2018 to 19, I floated one whole year with my son. Just like couch surfing, like stay at this friend's place for three months, stay at that friend's place for three months. I went to Taiwan to see my mom for three months. I came back and stayed at my other friend's place for three months. We're floating around because I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. And wow, man. For so long, you just realize if I don't do something for, for, about it, it's not going to get handed to me. Yeah. You're the source, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, what do you got going on right now with your coaching? Let's talk about that. What are you into right now? What do you, what do people, if they want to engage with you, like, what are you focused on right now? So I'm focused on this thing called the paradigm shift. So if I break it down even more, belief shift, creating faith, you know, very, getting very clear with what you want in life. That was very key for me because without doing that exercise and putting time in, and it actually takes a lot of work. What happens is we are being defined by the vision of the past, memory of the past, and not the vision of the future. Mm -hmm. That was what I was in. And that's what most of the people are in. And this goes for personal and this goes for business, right? Where do you want your business to be? Where do you want your personal life to be, right? The cool thing is I'm able to apply a lot of my filmmaking experience into this coaching too. So that's the fun part. You get to be fun. You get to be creative. You write your own story. You can't yeah, people love it. that you want in your life. You don't there's people that you don't want in your life. It is okay to cast them out. It is Yeah. I love it. It's like causing and creating your future. Yeah. You know, we talk about a lot about that. And uh, you know, I have a coach that I work with too, and he's he's really famous for that. And uh I love it. I think that causing and creating futures for yourself is very attractive because other people don't always do it. So they when they see that you can do that, they want to be a part of that. And they want you to help cause and create their future. And it's so important. And I, I love that. And I'm, I'm fully aware now myself as well, because I've been through the thing where I felt like I was in just drifting and always wanted to be successful and making money and building something like, but I wasn't living with intention and purpose and on a mission and nobody was going to talk me out of it. And, yeah. and uh, I'm like that now, like I'm, I'm full force head first into all people are unstoppable to live in the life of the dream. And I roll with it. And if people don't like it, tough, hit the road <laughs> or get on this rocket ship, right? So yeah, I'm with you on that. I love it. With you in Miami, like immediately, because I'm, I'm the same. Like my, my purpose right now is to create positive impacts. And through coaching, through speaking, through content, talked about entertainment, right? Social impact, positive impact. I have walked away from projects since then. And it was so powerful. Because when you know what you want now, now it's not just, okay, let me just jump on whatever job, whatever project, but having that power and that confidence to turn something down that's not in alignment with you and keep creating, you know, what we believe in. That itself is so much power right there. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, it's control, it's taking responsibility and it's, you know, you being the puppet master instead of being the puppet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love it. So future-wise, what are you leaning into now in the future and what's got you excited? Oh my gosh, there's so many. So I'm very excited about the project where the one that we've met. So that's going to be a TBD, right? I think that one is very exciting. I Most important thing is I love the people involved. I really do believe 
that we've all came together for a reason. I don't believe in it's an accident. So to give you a little story, this I want, actually I want you to know. The last startup I had, you know, it fell through and that was my first like startup experience, raising money, digital content, all that. And when I fell, I was like, man, like there has to be more than, than this circle, you know, because I was yeah. in the mindset of lack and limitation. I was. Yep. Yep. And that's why I got eaten alive. You know, I was like, oh, this is it. But then once my mindset shifted abundance and I was like, there's so many more people out there. Like, I'm going to meet the right people and we're going to start something super cool. So when I met you guys in my life, in my world, I was like, this is it. That's why, that's why I don't like when I, when we left, I was like, we're going to make this a reality period. <laughs> Cause I yeah. manifested you guys. Right. So, yeah. so there's that, you know, on the media side, I'm still hands-on on a few projects, uh, very selective and everything that I am developing with different partners, it's still in the alignment of either creating a good story that is going to create impact or on the edutainment side. But I would say I focus on. No, I was going to say, what would you say? You're, yeah, you say you're getting ready to say this, your focus. Like, what is your mission in like one or two sentences? Like, what do you, can you clearly define what your mission is? Oh, that's such a good, you know, so my mission in life is I want to create awakening impact to a billion people. I don't know if that's short enough. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. Like, I always, you know, I was coached this way to say all people are whatever. And like, that's what I use. All people are unstoppable to live in life for their dreams. And it gives me that filter to filter my thoughts, words, and actions through, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, no, that I say that again. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure you know it. Like you gotta be able to fire it off. Yeah. I just want to create positive awakening to a billion people around the world. Yeah. Like I said, through coaching, through speaking, through uh, media and technology, because I really believe once you have the purpose and the messaging, all of these are just portals for us to get it out because I'm, I'm not no longer looking at this, like what I'm going to do next and looking at his job from down up. I'm looking at it from, I'm creating a legacy. You know, I'm thinking, you know, the day that I'm gone, how do I want people to remember me? You know, it's not about the money. Money is important. Don't get me wrong. Right. So when you're making decisions from that end goal and you're building now, now I'm looking at all these as avenues, you know, before I would overthink it. But if you study the quantum realm, nothing, it makes sense. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to make sense for it to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it takes belief and action, you know, belief, commitment and action, you know, and I, I, I talk about the three C's all the time. Like you brought some of it up, but clarity is the first one. You have to be clear. Then the, the from there, you got to commit. You got to be committed, all out committed, not halfway in half, like all out. And then you have to be consistent or in old consistency towards that clear picture. And if you do those things, it's so simple, those three things and stick to those, you're good. You will get what you need, you know? One so. thing I know we talked about in the past that's so important too is being able to persist. So consistent, right? But really, really persist too. Because, you know, when I was in that lack and limiting mindset, every time I make a mistake, it's like the whole world is falling on me. <laughs> like I am so hard on myself, especially working as an executive. You're in a fast paced environment. You have these goals. You have to meet. You don't meet. You're a loser. You lose your job. Like, you know, all this, right? And be able to say, when you make a mistake, when I make a mistake, to say, oh, wow, that was just an experience. I've learned so much from it. Mm-hmm. Because that basically, it for me, in my mind, 
It went from this path of crazy resistance to path of least resistance. Yeah. Because we're experiencing our way to our end goal. Right. And especially too, if you give your all to it and you're going after it and you have that clear target. Now, if you're just just like half-assing things and you're just lazy, that's a different story. You know, you should be upset with yourself and figure that out. But when you're going after it and it doesn't work out, like it's a learning, it's a training session. And then you should use it as fuel. You know, I talk about that all the time. So anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you today. No, you did a great job asking me everything. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lillian, how can people get in touch with you and engage with you further? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Lillian Victoria with double L. So L-I-L-L-I-A-N Victoria, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A official. So Lillian Victoria official Instagram. That's the best way. All right. Awesome. Go engage with Lillian. She's a sweetheart. She's on a mission and she wants to impact a billion people. I love it. I love it. Thank you for coming on the show today, Lillian. Thank you for your friendship. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. And as you can see, based on that story you just heard, the unstoppable Lillian Victoria. You guys keep coming back. Keep elevating yourself. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike croc.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.